Welcome back to the Always Love Yours podcast. I'm Jared. And I'm Krista. And this is a podcast where two people in their late 20s discuss and collaborate by giving their perspectives about all aspects of life, from mental health and behavior to relationships and memes and everything in between. We're here to bring our real world conversations to a podcast near you while also promoting the idea of always loving yours. Wow, we're back. Yeah, I feel like we always say that because we take so long in between sometimes. But life happens. <laughs> yeah, we do always say that. And life definitely happened in 2020. Yeah. But Happy New Year. Today is the first day of 2021. And it feels the same. <laughs> yeah, not much has changed. But, you know, it is a new year. And I don't like the whole saying, new year, new me. Yeah. Um, But I do think that um, I have goals of growth. Like, I hate, hate, like, what's your new year goals, your plans, you know, hella strict stuff that's supposed to be big and monumentous and often unobtainable. Um, I like to just, I want to try to achieve growth in certain areas and work on that. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so before we go into that... My question to you, Jared, is how have you been loving yours? Oh, damn, right out the gate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How have I been loving mine? Well, I've tried to take better care of myself, my belongings, my girlfriend, and my dog. (laughs) And I think that's how I'm loving mine, and I'm enjoying doing those things and doing them well. How about you? How are you loving yours? Oh, that's so funny. Um, I think for me, which is also something, you know, like... Very uh, similar to what you were talking about, growth and stuff, is I'm trying to be a little bit more intentional with what I do. Um, also, I'm trying to kind of change some of the, of my habits and behaviors that I've noticed that isn't congruent necessarily with my values. For example, like shutting down. <laughs> that's like something that I naturally do because of what I've been through, but that's something I'm trying to actively stop. And I think I'm getting better at it. I think you are too. You're you're standing up for yourself more, or in what you believe in more, and you're actively, you know, expressing your opinion. And I've noticed that what was like in our relationship, you know, <laughs> what what could have been arguments are now conversations. And sometimes it goes into argument territory, but we're better able at keeping it into conversation territory. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like that is a way of loving mine because I'm gonna be more or I have been being more consistently being more intentional with what I do but also kind of stopping and changing when I feel like it it brings more when I feel like it's not as helpful basically (laughs) yeah for me because shutting down isn't helpful for me and maybe for other people it is but for me it's not and yeah also if i cough during the podcast my bad uh (laughs) i still have like this lingering cough um and so it hasn't gone away yet so it sucks i'm sorry to hear that that i feel like that would be perfectly sliding us into our next segment um a recap of the year yeah wow we it flew by like i felt like it just it kind of I don't know. Like, I feel like we didn't have 
a year. <laughs> it was just one long mundane, like, I don't know. I feel like it just like passed us by. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It, it felt like, um, you know, like, let's talk about some things that happened in 2020, I think, that were monumentous, you know? And okay, we, well, of course, coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I think that if you go even earlier, we can start talking about, like, Kobe. Oh yeah, Kobe. you know um, that's um, a big one too. That was a big. That was a big death that I didn't expect was going to hit me like it did, or at least the way I felt, you know, feelings and whatnot. Then I feel like, you know, definitely in March, I feel like was when the coronavirus like led yeah. to lockdowns, where yeah. like we both were home more from work. You know, me from schools and you from your uh, centers. Yeah. Um, and it was just uh, life changing, literally. Yeah, and it's, okay, so what? So January, Kobe died, and that was, like, a huge thing, right? And it still is. Sometimes I see, like, his wife post or his daughter post, and I'm like, damn, Kobe is Mm -hmm. gone. Um, I feel like that kind of rocked a lot of people's world. And also, side note, it's not strange to grieve a celebrity like that. Uh, I know a lot of people were like, why am I like so sad about someone I don't even know? But, you know, we kind of knew him through, you know, his fame and basketball and everything. And we identified with him and we thought he was invincible. And when he died, you know, we kind of lost our own safety of the world. And we're like, holy shit, someone like Kobe can pass away. Like, what? Exactly. He's supposed to be invincible. <laughs> I agree. I mean, it was January 26th. I, I just pulled up, like, a list of things. January 26th is when he died. So that was, like, the beginning of um, the end of days as we knew it. Um, yeah. And then... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no. I was. I just said, yeah. Okay. And then, uh, what? After? Mm-hmm. In February? Um, in February, the, the coronavirus started coming. Yeah. But um, it was... It, and people started definitely dying, but it wasn't, like, as big as a deal as we thought it was going to be. I don't think anybody could have expected the magnitude upon which it rocked the world and the U.S. especially. Um, on March 19th is when uh, Governor Gavin Newsom, I think that's um, our, I know that's our governor for um, mm-hmm. California, he uh, shut down California pretty much and shelter in place. Yeah. That, that was like a big, big deal. And that was like the first time people were like actually listened <laughs> probably the first and only <laughs> yeah the first and only people actually listened uh to the and it just felt weird but we thought it was going to be over i actually gr- was supposed to grad oh i did graduate but i didn't have a ceremony <laughs> thanks um and so that kind of ruined it and i was just like oh okay I guess. Let's let's pause in that moment real quick and talk about how you feel about not being able to walk or really celebrate your graduation when you've worked how many years? Two, three, three years, three years on this. What is it? A master's of arts? Uh, yeah, master's degree in marriage and family therapy. A (laughs) well, it's clinical psychology with an emphasis in marriage and family therapy. But whatever. Okay, that's all just you know, (laughs) somewhat semantics. But you know, academics as it may be. Um, but congratulations on that. Talk about how how you feel about that because I'm sure a lot of people are going through that. Well, you know. Um, at first, I was kind of whatever. I know a lot of people were outraged, <laughs> actually. A lot mm-hmm. of people were pissed in my program. Um, but I had the hope that it would 
we would be able to graduate later in the year. Like, I didn't think that we would still be where we're at with COVID and stuff this year. (laughs) Um, And so it didn't really hit me until actually like November, December-ish, that loss of that ceremony. Because my school didn't even do like a virtual anything because they thought that we would be able to still have the ceremony Mm -hmm. later in the year. And so that's not really the case. But they say they're hopeful to combine graduations next uh, this year. Uh, it's weird saying this year. <laughs> We're doing <laughs> yeah. one. Um, but it's to me, it's it's a still a loss because it's not the same. Like, I've, it's already been a year almost that I've graduated. <laughs> and yep. I don't know. I, I look, was really, really looking forward to graduating and, like, walking, actually walking the stage and having, like, my little sash, master sash and stuff like that so it was a loss and it kind of I think about it sometimes I kind of feel bitter about it because it's like well damn like this is one of the things that I really really wanted because I worked so hard and I never thought I would be you know um but you know it is what it is Mm -hmm. uh I'm trying to be a little bit more hopeful that you know, we do have a graduation this year and I will still walk. <laughs> so <laughs> it is what it is. No, I understand that. And um, I'm, I'm sorry for about that. Um, I think I, I know that my little brother uh, graduated as well from uh, UC Davis and he got his degree because um, he's trying to be a lawyer. He, and he took the bar. Um, so, you know, he went to the Martin Luther King Hall School of Law. Um, I think it's what they call it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Shout out to little bro. Um, but yeah, a lot of people are going through that. And it's really interesting, especially because like, you know, then they, you know, people had, you know, virtual school and that's so different. But I think that that, um, that before that, before we get to that, one interesting thing is in May 31st um, was around the time that uh, following the killing of George Floyd, the National Guard troops patrolled the streets of Los Angeles for the first time since 1992, the year, you know, we, I, we were born. So that's 28 years ago. So that was and that was after the killing of George Floyd, the murder of George Floyd by um, the police, uh, which happens all too often. A uh, black man being murdered by the police uh, unjustly because, you know, police shouldn't murder. Um, yeah. you, you failed when you had to murder. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, we definitely went out and protested. Yeah. And, and I know that for you personally was a huge thing. Um, and I actually kind of impacted me a lot, too. But I kind of wanted to see because I knew that was a big thing for you this year. And kind of like a lot of changes and I think very pivotal moment for you. Um, what, for you, how was that experience? Um, what have you, you know, taken from that? Um, and yeah. Well, I think for me, it was an awakening, a social justice, I guess you could say awakening, but really an awakening of how um, society, at least a society that we live in really is and a grim reality. And you know what, like I knew, but like now it's, you know, here like on video, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's just horrendous and it really made me upset and fearful and concerned and angry, like very, very angry, yeah. like livid anger to the point that like I hadn't experienced that anger and I still don't know how to talk to people that are not black about it because um, some things you just can't express like, 
It's like you, you can't you can't say, oh, it's kind of like this or it's like that. No, it's this is this. This is a one to one thing that if you're not part of one, I don't necessarily think that you can understand it just as as much. You know what I mean? Like with the Armenian genocide or with, you know, the Holocaust. I think that those are certain things that you have to kind of be in the um, group that's being uh, oppressed. oppressed and tormented and killed to really understand how that uh, those people feel. And until you're an oppressed people as such, then you probably won't really be able to empathize with those feelings. Yeah, I, and I, you could correct me if I'm wrong or anything. Do you, do you, I sense like a sense of kind of resentment or some type of, you know, anger and, and all these things. So do you feel like you have experienced some resentment towards you know other people or you know everyone outside of your race or anything like that um yeah there's there's a whole lot of resentment and anger and it goes to everyone and including myself you know and you know yourself what do you mean you know i i well i didn't take um i i feel like i could have taken the opportunity to learn more about what's happened to people that look like me and that are like me and that are of the similar same race Mm mm-hmm I just, you know, I kind of took the ability to learn those things for granted because my mother, my mom knew and knows so much about it um, and was always willing to share and teach and has done so. And there's so many books I've seen in my parents' house. And, you know, I just read the book On Tyranny that my dad sent me, which was amazing. Highly recommend. I think that's my favorite book of uh, 2020, by the way, mm-hmm. um, for me, like the one that I read. Um, but it's just... Um, the resentment in me is just I could have done more to learn more and we watched the 16th this year for the first time the 13th the 13th I'm (laughs) sorry I'm sorry my my, my mind is racing um uh we watched the 13th for the first time and it had been out for a minute yeah I think since 2016 I think that's what I meant to say yeah Uh, oh yeah but um uh so it's just when I watched it it just you know it kind of increased my anger just because it's like people act like this didn't happen or don't know or are willfully ignorant. And that's frustrating and that creates the resentment towards everybody else. So it's me and the resentment towards others and also the resentment that people can't empathize or don't empathize or don't sympathize or can't sympathize. That's my big thing too. I totally agree. Like there's like this year showed me the lack of empathy and how sad that is. Right. Yeah. How, sad that with COVID and you know the Black Lives Matter movement everything like there's such a me 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 thing and there's no thinking about others you know um, with all the like just back and forth about the stimulus package relief and uh, or the coronavirus relief like it's like come on people are like literally getting evicted not having a home people people's literally lives are on stake on stake yeah that's how you say at stake (laughs) at stake yeah yeah, i got you um so it's just like it's just like oh like we have the money why don't you just give it like it it just doesn't make sense not to get too political or anything but no let's get political i mean (laughs) every like people like oh this that's political this political well it's political if you politicize it (laughs) Um, and you know what? Politics are an actual part in our lives, more so today than any other time. You're literally being able to be given between 600 or $2,000 just by the government. 
for, for the U.S. government. Other countries and governments have been providing more aid. We got one $1,200 check, and they were like, let's have that. <laughs> yeah, and other countries do a monthly payment. Like, yeah. And it just it just makes me sad. Like people are literally becoming homeless, and homelessness could and that stress can lead to a lot of mental health stuff, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of just like all this stuff, and it's like out of our control in a sense of like coronavirus was out is out of our control. Like mm-hmm. people's jobs were at stake, and they had no control over it. It's not like they brought the coronavirus and then are asking for money. You know, it's. Mm-hmm. <sighs> just no em- i mean empathy that, that, is lacking and it's just yeah that reminds me of like one of the worst people of the year like the t- one of the top contenders you know uh mitch mcconnell you know what i mean he keeps on blocking the stimulus relief package um even when trump says that people should get like two thousand and it's incredible how evil this man is he's a walking palpatine you know i am the senate <laughs> or the congress or whatever and then he also is that other uh, <laughs> meme of that guy with the eyes on his hands uh, I, I know y'all seen that one because he looks just <laughs> like that. I mean, uh, now there are memes that are just like so, you know, about how terrible he is. And I really hope that um, ill falls to him in a way that he can no longer sway uh, any type of vote in the Senate, Congress or U.S. government. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. But um, for the Black Lives Matter movement, I for me personally, I think being raised Filipino like it's hard for me to speak up or advocate or have a voice because I was taught you know not to like not to talk back um and if you did talk back you get in big trouble you know and there's like a lot of a shame attached to it and so growing up it's it's hard to kind of have and advocate for yourself or have a voice or you have that fear that oh no like something's you know happening or something's gonna happen if i say this and so with the black lives matter movement and just everything political going on this in 2020 i think i really did find my voice and like no this is what i believe in because i think a lot of people are nervous to say what they feel because of the fear of the backlash or Mm -hmm. what people are gonna say but no Mm -hmm. this is like what I feel and this is my beliefs and it's congruent with who I am and my values and so you know well exactly <laughs> I'm gonna say something about it right no and uh, if it's yeah. not hurting somebody else or yourself then I mean you really have to take that into consideration as well I mean um, you can't say the same thing for like oh yeah I, I, I this falls into my beliefs and my values and I'm a Nazi and I spout Nazisms like no that's that's <laughs> that's you know that's exactly the problem or the point it's like you know that's harming somebody if i want to say i believe that certain people should be treated better and have a better opportunity in our society to you know achieve that american dream and have the right to liberty prosperity land and freedom then uh that's not a wrong thing to say yeah i mean i also think that it's very important to educate yourself prior to forming your opinions and beliefs and stuff like that um sometimes it's just passed down and uh we don't look for more information right or get more educated about it and i do think that having a voice is super important um but i also think that it's really important to be educated about it yeah let's say you educate yourself about everything and you still have those beliefs okay like it like fine (laughs) but um 
if you just have them just blindly, then maybe challenge yourself to see the other side, you know, see what, you know, other evidence is on the other side with the what they're saying and, you know, kind of make your decision based off that. Yeah, I agree. Um, oh, I, I'm, I'm going to um, move on from BLM, um, fight the power. Black fist raised to the sky, big afro. Um, oh, and uh, I want to leave that on an Angela Davis quote. Do you know what the quote is, babe? <laughs> I don't know it like perfectly, so you have to say it. But I okay. made him a shirt with something with yeah. this quote on it. Uh, the quote by Angela Davis, I believe, goes: "I am no longer willing to accept the things I cannot change. I am going to ch- change the things I cannot accept." Um, and you know, leave on leave on that note. I love um, that quote. Too. I do too. One thing that happened because we were all inside um, Tiger King, and we also did podcasts about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tiger King. That was a big deal for whatever reason. Nobody had nothing to watch, uh, so everybody watched Tiger King. If you didn't watch it, well, it's too late now. It's over. I, <laughs> I feel like it, it blew up too because it was the beginning of quarantine, right? Yep, so yep. when ac- people were actually staying home and exactly. like we were all watching it and stuff like that. <laughs> agreed, agreed. Um, so uh, that's a funny moment. That, that, yeah. that was a that was a good moment that I feel brought us all together. And if you watched it, you were staying in. So good on you. <laughs> You're watching it out with friends. I think that's like one of the most like ridiculous thing I watched, and like I can't get out of my brain. Like Carol Baskin, and just like all of the memes that like showed up because of it, and it's still happening. Like that song. Carol Basket. Oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot what the word is, but man, it was great. We ran with that a lot. And then this past Halloween, I think I saw a lot of Tiger King costumes, which was really cool. <laughs> yeah, if they were staying in. Yeah. Um, uh, I, my my next thing it happens November seventh. Um, uh, do you want to skip there, or do you want to talk more about the coronavirus or something else, or? Um. One of the other ones, I think that was impactful. I don't know when he died, but uh, when Chadwick Boseman died. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that's a, that was a big one, too. Uh, for me, that was more impactful because he didn't tell a lot of people about his suffering with cancer. Exactly. And I think that's a very, like... We didn't know about that. Yeah, it, like, that's a very, like, selfless act, like... Uh, like not in like I don't know like not saying like he had cancer or anything like that but also like kind of keeping out of wraps and just doing what he has to do you know yeah um and him wanting to be known for his work and not necessarily having cancer or anything yeah yeah and it, and it shows I think um a strong resilience in a man that was fighting something that um unfortunately yeah, unfortunately, someone of his stature couldn't uh, afford to just get out of. You know, he, didn't, yeah. he couldn't just pay like, oh, yeah, I'm going to just pay you for the best treatment. Like, it's like, no, we don't really we don't really got it like that right now. In 2020. Yeah. And he was a huge icon for our culture. So that one was really impactful. And then I have another one to say. Yeah. But Lakers won. Lakers won the championship. Yeah, you guys whoop, won. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Small asterisk on the win. <laughs> but, you know. Pew, pew. Um, in the bubble, um, which was very interesting to watch. That kept me super entertained. Like, I felt a little bit more normal again when the basketball came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely interesting, and whew, it was it was good entertainment. 
Yeah. Needed to see that. Yeah, imagine if we didn't have that. Oh, like yeah. that wouldn't yeah. That, that would have that would have sucked. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Um but then, you know, more coronavirus, you know what I mean? Don't forget about that. Second lockdown. Second lockdown. That nobody listened no, to. Nobody listened to. <laughs> um, and then we were voting in elections here in the U.S. I know this is a lot about the U.S. Sorry. Um, <laughs> more uh, from here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So voting. <laughs> we voted. I voted. I think, Did you vote? I think this was the most, yeah. Uh, yeah, you were there. Were you I know. About? I know. I just want you to tell <laughs> people. <laughs> This is the most involved I I feel like or most focused I've been on an election. <laughs> uh just cuz of everything we've been through in the last, you know, 4 years and it was really really nerve-wracking always checking like the freaking electoral votes and if it went red or blue and ah yeah, yeah, it was crazy and at the end we were able to celebrate yes. the victory that um Sim, uh, that that you know, uh, blue one. I mean, I'm not gonna belabor the point. I'm not a big fan of our president elect. I, I I wanted Bernie, but you know, we got our president elect who's a blue guy, uh, Joe Biden. I, I forgot his <laughs> name. And then Vice President Kamala Harris, a woman, um, and she's of color, which is dope. I Amazing. don't believe that we should just vote for every person of color or person that is not a white old white man but you know what i mean we, we, we gotta we gotta push forward we gotta move forward you know what i mean yeah Our, the, the demographic of the u.s isn't um entirely old white men but also you know not not everyone wanted joe biden i personally didn't want to either but at the end of the day just seeing what he's already done um makes me a little bit more hopeful like i know like Basically, like putting people in charge of a population that represents is an accurate representation of the population. So I more forgot accurate her, than before. Yeah. Yeah. Like so like I forgot her name, but um, she, he put a Indian woman in charge of one of the Native American populations, And I'm like, duh, that makes sense. Uh, you know, Indian as a Native, yeah, Native American, American <laughs> or f- first um, first Americans or um whatever you want to be called yeah the sorry that that's was here just, first <laughs> yeah that's just how what i grew up you know i have to change that you know when I, yeah, say yeah, stuff. I mean with the times you know we, we learn more and we becoming more connected and we're better able to understand and connect with each other in a way that's beneficial for all of us yeah but yeah and like but how much of that makes sense you know like yes you should you should pick someone out of the population to represent the population yep, yep. <laughs> Um, and you know, just seeing the people he's elected, I'm hopeful. We'll see. Uh, yep. and yeah, and I'm really excited for Jill Biden more than Joe Biden. I to agree. Be I agree. Um, lesser of the two evils when it comes to Trump and Biden for sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the election was done. Um, we just found out that MF Doom passed away. RIP. He's a rapper, really dope rapper. Um, uh, and then I'm going to skip to December 14th because okay. coronavirus vaccines arrived in California. 
so okay. December 14th. So, so there is a vaccine that was created for the coronavirus. It's 91% effective, comes in two shots. You take the second shot after like 21 days. You should get it. Stop worrying about what the government's going to track you or whatever. One, if you have a phone, they are already tracking you. Two, nobody cares about what you're doing. Sorry. <laughs> and um, they just want that sweet, sweet data. Um, but yeah, vaccines. Are you going to get the vaccine? I, I'm cool with getting the vaccine. Um, I get why people are not into it. Yeah, and or don't apprehensive. In it, and that's fine, but you just know that you're putting yourself at risk, you know? Yeah, you're putting yourself and others at risk. And I mean, I don't care if it's the Tuskegee Airmen or the Tuskegee Experiment. I understand that black people have a problem with the way that the U.S. government has um, treated them medically over in the past and to this day. But this is a case where we should um, get the vaccine. You don't have to be the first one. Guess what? You won't be the first one because you're not a first responder. If you are, then you probably know that you should get it. So... (laughs) I th- I think I don't, okay I don't think that it should be like required that you get the vaccine because uh, people can do whatever they want with their bodies for sure um, but just you know giving out the facts you know I don't think it should be or anything like that um, just because you can't force someone to do something you know uh, and that's how they feel but I do highly encourage those who are not into it is to look into the data and the research and the science behind the vaccines. The empirical data. These are peer-reviewed data. Yeah. So I do encourage you, if you are very hesitant, just to look into the research and and not really base it off of what other people are saying, but base it off on your own knowledge that you've acquired through credible sources. (laughs) And most credible sources are not found through Facebook. Um, Also, uh, I would take it one step further and I would say if you're not going to get it when it's readily available to everybody in a manner that's acceptable, um, acceptable being, you know, like somewhat free, (laughs) um, then I say that you should, it should, we should be able to say, okay, well, since you decided not to get the vaccine, you you, got to go somewhere else where they're accepting people that didn't take the vaccine. Like, you know what I mean? Be with your people. Like, don't necessarily bring your kids, your unvaccinated kids to my school. No offense, but you're putting everybody at risk. You're putting parents, um, grandparents, abuelas, all at risk. I think some schools require some vaccines, too. Yeah, they they do, and they should, I think, especially being someone that be in the schools. And I watch kids, and kids are gross. <laughs> and that's just, the, that's just the way they are. It's fine. But don't put them at risk because you um, are... Because you chose to not put them, to, chose to not give them vac- vaccinated. I'm not going to be mean about it, but I'm going to say, you choose not to get your kid vaccinated, then you should choose to go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> sorry not sorry i'm apologizing in 2021 for how i feel that's one thing you know if i if i really feel it and believe it um then i, I want to stick to my guns more when i feel like um this is what's right if i learn that i'm wrong then i'll admit that i'm wrong that's cool too but yeah. but i i think a lot of times too people use i i'll feel what i want to feel without being grounded in how they feel what does that mean so they're being more reactive towards how they feel so i feel angry so i'm gonna act on that whereas you know when you're reactive there's gonna be consequences right you're Mm -hmm. not thinking clearly like literally your brain your prefrontal cortex 
turns off. Like you're not thinking rationally, you mm-hmm. know? That's blood is flowing there. And sure. it's not saying that, you know, not feeling your feelings, but being able to connect to those feelings and be grounded in them and then kind of see like, hey, what's what's making me angry? What's making me frustrated and annoyed? And then acting towards that. Right. You know, I think that's a great idea because like even they teach kids, you know, take a deep breath or count to five. Yeah. Those are, I think, ways that you could um, become more grounded and less reactive in, 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 in your words. If, if I, is, that, is that true? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I always teach a lot. I have a lot of clients that are, are teenagers and kids and I, we work on that a lot, you know, being able to identify your emotions and. Because if you're not able to identify them, you're going to act so reactive towards them and might not make choices that are helpful. <laughs> yep. And I always tell people, you know, you're not responsible for your first thought because we're human, but you are responsible for your second thought and what you do after. Right. Mm-hmm. So we have automatic thoughts for sure because we're human or because of our experiences or trauma or anything like that. And that's totally natural. But you are responsible for the second thought, whether that's acknowledging how you feel, trying to figure out like, oh, why I feel the way that I feel, trying to process it, be grounded in it and not be reactive, stuff like that. And then you're responsible for what you do with that thought, you know, whether you do something physically or mentally or something, you know? Yeah. No, I I definitely agree. Um, (laughs) uh, I I, I have less training in that specific, specific area um in that way so i'm not going to try to put my own twist on it but i'm i like to understand it huh i want to see your twist on it your your behavior mind on it. Uh my radical behaviorist mind on it (laughs) well i think that um you know you look at the antecedent behavior consequences and you see you see what's what in my environment is causing this uh, feeling, you know what I mean, and how am I going to behave because of that? And mm-hmm. I think that's the way that you're kind of talking about grounding yeah. yourself. And instead of simply behaving to that uh, environmental stimuli um, in a way that is going to be detrimental to you or somebody else, you take a second and think, what's the best uh, method to to help to help the situation? Yeah, and uh, and it's not saying like that you're going to always be able to do that, like. No, that takes mistakes. a lot of practice, but also you're human. So, of course, right. you're going to act out in anger. Of course, you're going to be frustrated and act out like and make not so helpful decisions. But through that, you learn. Right. Exactly. Um, so I'm not saying like 100 percent all the time be grounded or whatever. Um, just, you know, it's a good practice to have or Agreed. a good practice of noticing. Agreed. And it's a good way for you to grow in 2021 <laughs> <laughs> to bring it back. Um What's next on the docket if, you, if, you're, if you're finished with... Uh, are, you, are you done with uh, the recap yeah, of 2020? Yeah, re- that was basically it. I mean... Biggest story was coronavirus and yeah. Kobe. Um, I guess we could talk about the highs and lows in our personal life. Do you want to talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I mean, why don't you go first while I think about it? <laughs> so, my highs were Animal Crossing in March. <laughs> But I started like <laughs> that was one of the things in quarantine that kept me like sane. Mm-hmm. Um, I graduated. Def- hey. Well, actually, you know what? Let me start with the lows. Wait, should I start with the lows? Or you with could the highs? do highs and lows. This is our podcast, babe. 
Uh, maybe I should just go through the... No, actually, you know what? I'm going to go with the lows. No, wait. I'll just go with... I'm going to go chronologically. Haha. <laughs> Got it. So, I'm going to start in January. Well, no, I'll start in March. So, yeah, March low would be a coronavirus happening mm-hmm. and kind of like what's going on. Um, I agree with that low. It's one of mine, too. Um, and then being stuck at home and, like, trying to get used to the new normal yep. uh, a high like i said was animal crossing nice i had so much fun and i've never been i never been able to i kind of did not allow myself to do any gaming stuff because i'm like oh you're an adult like don't do that blah blah, blah. but I actually allowed myself i gave my permission so blah, gave myself permission uh to do it and it was a great healthy distraction for me to be honest and i you know got closer to my cousins Cause they were playing it, and <laughs> you still play it to this day. To yeah. this day, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely. Uh, also, a low was Kobe dying. Um, I've been a huge Lakers fan forever, uh, and my whole family loves Lakers. I grew up watching them. I played basketball for eight years, and so when Kobe died, um, it kind of like was like surreal for me. And it's uh, with when it comes to death or anything like that. Um, I'm, I'm getting trained to specialize in grief. So I'm very like hyper aware about death and grief, grief. And it was just really interesting to see how everyone reacted and, and how much it affected other people. Um, yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> it, it affected me too. That's a low for me too. I didn't realize it was going to affect me like it did. We were, I think at we the brunch, che- brunch at cheesecake. No, 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 no. At yard house, at yard house, at the yard house. And I was like, um, I told the uh, the waitress like, "Hey, Kobe just died. Could you turn on the news?" And they're like, "Oh, we don't show that here." And, <laughs> and like, 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 I guess she didn't believe me or whatever. Then, like, in t- next two minutes, every single TV was turned to the same station talking about Kobe Bryant dying in a, um, heli- a helicopter crash. Yeah, that yeah. And I remember we just lost our appetite. Yeah, we just paid and left. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like shocking and then in april i graduated um and that was great it was bittersweet because uh i was like yes i'm finally done but then i was also like holy shit like i'm supposed to find an associateship and everything's locked down right uh and like i need to get my hours to get licensed and so that was really stressful um but then a high that happened after around mayish well actually around juneish July was I got an associateship with a gr- wonderful supervisor hey. and um, I get to specialize in something I love, which is grief, trauma, you know, loss and all that stuff. Um, and so that was a huge high for me. Uh, a, a low kind of was like just leaving my job that I had for six years it was a low high. It was like a. It was like. It could be. It could be two things. It could be a low because there were low parts about it and high. Yeah, high it was very a mixed experience. A low because I lost that income, <laughs> but a high because I was able to leave a very toxic work environment and. And a draining one, and I think one that yeah. burns people out at an incredible rate. Yeah, it got to the point where I was like. Brit crying like Jared knows crying like every single week because I was just so tired because I was working and then I was doing my my traineeship and I was going to school it was like 
so much and I had a hard case at work and it wasn't even the kids though like (laughs) if it was just the kids I think it'd be fine but it's like the people that you have to work with that you know are supervisors or don't necessarily work with the kids or do work with the kids but are annoying or parents but the kids themselves you know they're, they're usually dope yeah yeah so yeah um so that was a mixed I do miss having that income but you know, it all worked out, right? Um, what else? What else? What else? And then um, we took like some small, uh, safe little vacations like that's close by, which was fun. Uh, we went to Santa Barbara and San Diego. Santa Bay, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's about it. And the Bay. But of course, we were safe and everything. Yep. Um, that was a high because it felt like, especially when dining out like opened up again. I was like, "Yay!" Um, it was uh, R.I.P. Yep. <laughs> I miss dining out, dining in actually. And the before times, especially. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then yeah, and then unfortunately in November I got Corona, the coronavirus. Miss Rona vid. visited her. The vid, uh, for like the Rona two weeks. Um, I think I was exposed at work. Um, and so it was bad, man. That was the lowest of the low. And that's why I still have a cough. Uh, and I've been, I still have headaches too. So I don't know if that's lingering. Can't smell everything either. Can you? Yeah. I lost my sense of smell, which I still haven't fully gotten back. I can only smell like really strong scents. Um, I was pretty feverish for like seven days and i was throwing up like for 12 days straight (laughs) and fun times i thought i literally thought i was gonna die like i was so like sick i've never been that sick in my life and then it, it sucks because with the coronavirus with everything with the media and the news and seeing it everywhere your anxiety takes over and makes you have body symptoms that are not necessarily related to coronavirus so for example i was having breathing issues and it was mostly because i was anxious about having breathing issues oh really (laughs) yeah i didn't know that i thought that you were really like like no i was i was having breathing issues but it wasn't the coronavirus that was making it was your anxiety yeah it was my anxiety that was making me have breathing issues but the thing is, I knew it was my anxiety because when the paramedics came and tested my oxygen, it was fine. Yeah. So I was just breathing shallow um, because I was anxious. So it was really interesting how my anxiety showed up when I had coronavirus. And also like the guilt and shame I had over it, which I did not expect at all. Uh, so, yeah, that was definitely a low. <laughs> Uh, I'm way more safe now. I I really just go to the dog park, Target, and home <laughs> now. And we wear masks everywhere we go. Yeah. So, and I and you could get reinfected. So I'm very much like I'm staying home. <laughs> like yeah. that's for sure. Uh, but yeah. So I guess that's mine. Pretty much. <laughs> How okay. about you? Your highs and lows. Um, 
I'm not going to go over it like you do. I'm just going to try to go over it, you know, in my own way because I like to freestyle. So um, definitely low Kobe, low um, Rona, um, low Mitch McConnell in his entirety, high and low BLM. Um, it was it was a mix of both, um, but I'm glad that I'm more educated now and I will continue to educate myself as one should in today's and in, in all time. Um and then um, high, definitely uh, getting closer to my girlfriend. Um, oh damn! You make of, me look bad. <laughs> a lot of people like broke up or got separated or you know just you know had a hard time staying with their significant other or partner yeah. over the um, quarantine. Quarantine, and it's a real testament to a relationship. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We've never been around each other this much. Um, and before we had, you know, I was working like, you know, we only saw seven each to other. nine hours a yeah. day. We only saw each other like either before going to work and then after. Yep. And then we had to go to bed. Yep. <laughs> now we see each other all day. <laughs> um, uh, high and low for me was um, my st- the students didn't get to go back to school yeah. and virtual learning. Um, one, I like to do virtual learning at a, at the comfort of my ho- home, of course. But at the same time, it really sucks because, you know, you can't really engage with the students. Students might not be attending. A lot of them don't have their cameras on and they don't get they don't get the social aspect as much, nearly as much, which really sucks for their um, growth and development. Yeah. And, you know, um, they're missing out on a big part of life and life experiences, which really sucks. And I'm sorry for them. And I'm sorry for individuals who didn't who graduated but didn't get to walk. That sucks, yeah. too. Uh, one of my clients uh, graduated and they didn't get to walk. So that sucks. Um and, and, and you know, they, they actually passed, which is not a surprise, but it's just dope. Um, <laughs> and then um, some one of my highs, my favorite album of the year came out, Run hey. the Jewels of four or RTJ four. And that was really like great. Um, I really enjoyed uh, that with the protesting. It was perfect. Um, and then I also um, I enjoyed the few times I got to see my family, yeah, um, those were highs and lows, you know, as family be. Yeah. But um, I think uh, the last time I saw them uh, on, uh, for Christmas, you know, we all got tested. We got we quarantined. We quarantined, too. and then I got to go to see them, and we got we got to go see them, and I think that was a really positive experience with everybody, and everybody learned and was able to communicate. Um, and uh, Soul came out, the movie Soul, which oh, was a yeah. good movie. That's a great movie. If oh, you haven't should, watched it, you should. We should talk about movie of the year. Do you have a movie of the year? I mean, I, that, not I, really. I, I don't, yeah, <laughs> it, it was a tough year for movies. For TV shows, though, or older movies that are streaming, it was a pretty good year. Um, <laughs> I, you know, we forgot to see, say, one of our biggest highs of the year. What? Starts with Chew. Ends with we. Oh, dang. <laughs> Our dog. We rescued a dog this year. Yeah, we totally right, forgot. Right before the Rona. Chewy. We, 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 uh, we got a dog. Her name is Chewy. Uh, 
Yeah, we've you guys heard. Yeah, her. we talked about her, but you know she's got an Instagram. I believe it's <laughs> at Chewy Love Socks. Go ahead and follow her if you want to see her and her adventures. Um, we love taking her to the dog park. She gets us out of the house. I don't know where this chick I is. Know. She's probably laying on our bed, probably in my <laughs> spot because she likes to just go chill where my head goes. Like, hey, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, and she's my first a dog as an adult, and I've never Same. loved anything so much in my life. Sorry, babe. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I, I I love her too. It's, it's amazing, and um, it's really it's really cool having her around yeah. all the time. And it's cool that since um coronavirus happened, we were able to be around her more. And I think that we've trained her pretty well because of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I just remember? took her on a walk, and I didn't have the leash on the entire time. Yeah. Remember when we were like, oh man, we're not gonna have time with her. And we were trying to, like, figure out our schedules to make sure, like, someone was always home. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, we got, like, every day with her. And now she has a little separation anxiety when yep. we do leave her at home. Um, but we've definitely bonded with her. And I don't know, like, I was telling Jared earlier, I'm like, I don't know what we have done if we didn't have her for this whole year because we would be so bored <laughs> i agree and she definitely i think she helped our relationship too yeah like, especially oh, yeah. when we're what either of us are down i mean you can't be everything to anybody you yeah. know what i mean but you can try to be there for them when you can and one thing is chewy is able to be there for you like no matter what or your dog or your animal you know they could just you yeah. know cuddle up next to you you could cuddle up next to them and they literally make you feel better i mean yeah. you got um it's a coping skill too yeah you got neurons firing you yeah. got dopamine serotonin all oxytocin those, the oxytocin love yeah you got all those you know those good those good <laughs> drugs pumping in your brain but it's all just from loving a dog and and the the best part about a dog is they don't care who you are like like you give them food you take care of them like they'll love you forever like all they'll do is like pay attention to you and you can't do much unless you're you know neglecting the dog but if you're taking care of the dog they're gonna love you unconditionally like (laughs) for sure (laughs) yeah yeah it's great it's great and it's, it's definitely a high um oh another high is the mandalorian Oh, that's a good one. That's a, that's yeah. a, that's a, that was a really good one. We watched The Office for the first time. For the first time, which was dope. Yeah, which is hilarious. Yeah, we yeah. just finished Insecure, which is a great. Oh show. my god, highly recommended. For we're late, Insecure. by the way. We're, yeah, we're definitely late, but we just got HBO Max, so you know we we catching up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I watched Euphoria, and that was a trip. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, and oh, and you got it. You got and you, you watched your favorite anime. Oh yeah, Food Wars. Yep, yep. Food Wars. Um, that's Great favorite. food anime. Yep, a lot of fan service. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what? You just reminded me that one of the highs is that, like for me too is cooking. I've been cooking way more. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. What? Another high. A new apartment. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we moved this year. We moved. That's hilarious. We're yeah. like staring at our apartment right now. Like, yeah, that, yeah, duh. Exactly. <laughs> In a ba- better area. A you better know. area, better complex, cleaner. Dog um, friendly. Yep. Um, and Which it just makes a huge difference. Yep. Like, oh, and, and rinse do, babe. <laughs> oh, here comes the chewy. Yep. If you hear little um, footsteps, it's because she's walking <laughs> and, you know, she needs her nails cut. 
Um, <laughs> but she's just checking in with us. Anyways, I think that that about covers it for the highs and lows. Of course, I'm going to forget stuff. But I didn't get my PS5. So I can't, <laughs> that's definitely a low, but I can't really say that it was a high getting it. Oh. Um, so, you know, we, we, we try, we try and we will continue trying. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think that we can move on to the next uh, part. Yeah. So the next part, I mean, we don't, you know, have to take too long on it, but it's mostly like what we've learned and kind of like what we hope for the future in regards to ourselves, but also with this podcast. What have we learned? Yeah. <laughs> what have we learned? Hey. What have we learned? Hey. What, what did you learn, babe? Hey. Oh, my turn to speak. Yes. Um, <laughs> I think I learned a lot more about myself, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I've learned that, you Me know, <laughs> I, you know, through isolation, social isolation, I've learned really, like, kind of my true support system. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I've also learned how sometimes social isolation can bring up or magnify stuff like anxiety and depression um, and all these things. But also I've learned how to kind of cope with it. And I've learned a lot about myself and how I operate. Um, I've learned, I've been, become very aware about myself and you know I kind of have learned through being more aware about myself where I want to go if that makes sense yeah um I've also learned that empathy is not innate in everybody (laughs) it's something that's learned right whether that's through experience or you know through some people are naturally empathetic right um but not everybody has that skill and it is a skill uh and it's sad. And so I, I always call for empathy 2021 <laughs> <laughs> because I think we need it badly. <laughs> I agree. And yeah. And I, and I think I, I've learned a lot about where I want to go within my career um, and where I want to go personally, which is great. Nice. Yeah. What have you learned? I think that I've also learned a lot about where I want to go with my career and um, different intricacies into how to accomplish those goals. Um, I've learned, you know, how to how to be a uh, how to be a better me. Um, totally. And how to better cooperate. And um, I've learned how to adapt. I think the coronavirus kind of taught us how to adapt, how to stick and move to the situation in this new world we're living in. Um, I, I learned how to adult better, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, every year, just trying to get better. And um, I think I learned how to better communicate with others. I think I learned more what I want and expect from others and what I want and expect of myself. I learned a lot. Um, yeah. And, and, and I've tried and I've failed a lot, too. You know, mm-hmm. but, you know, trial and error um you know there's no there's no losses only lessons yeah so <laughs> oh bars <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that's uh so I, I think that you know you just gotta keep it pushing i just i just you know i i also learned how to better take care of a dog and how to how yeah, to love a dog as seriously. like you know all my dogs that i had growing up you know as a family dog and i wasn't 
as responsible for taking care of them as I am for this dog. And it's a lot, but it, you know, it's things that you, you know, if you care about the dog, you don't forget. It's like, okay, well, did, did we feed them? Did you feed them? No. Did you did yeah. I feed them? Yes. Okay, cool. It's like you having know? a kid, but like low, ma- more, more low maintenance. Much more low maintenance. We're not comparing it to having a kid, but you know <laughs> what I mean? It's the next it's like a closest thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, uh, and yeah, I think that's about it. Okay, cool. I think, you kind of it's funny whenever you talk i'm like oh yeah when you're talking about how you're saying that you've learned what you've expected of people and stuff i think that's one of the biggest things i've learned is expectations and setting realistic ones that are reasonable Mm -hmm. because sometimes we set unreasonable expectations that not necessarily is in our control right so like how someone reacts you know or how someone lives their life like Sometimes we set expectations on that and it's like, well, where's the empathy? Where is the acknowledgement that they're human? You know, Mm -hmm. so setting realistic expectations. Because what happens is you set unrealistic, unreasonable expectations. And then guess what? You're out of shit. (laughs) Out of luck. Yeah. Um, I think also is um, something that I learned because you just reminded me now of (laughs) uh, setting boundaries. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And and how those are important. And you know, uh, we I, could do a whole ass podcast on boundaries. We really could, <laughs> um, but I think that that's just something that I learned over the over the year. Yeah, but definitely. Yeah. So for the future, what is something that you hope for for this year? You know, I know a lot of people do resolutions. I don't personally like resolutions no, me um, because I think there's like a negative connotation to attach to it yeah um but yeah so for you what do you hope for the future um of some of the goals uh, or what I, hopes and growth i hope to um I, well, I hope to graduate but in graduating i hope that you will I, graduate oh thank you mm-hmm. uh, i hope that i turn in more full bodies of work that are more in line with what the professor wants. You know what I mean? I, I, I feel like one thing I've learned is sometimes I half-ass stuff. Um, and it's like, well, you get it. And it's like, well, no, you have to go to this, that, and the third and do all these extra steps. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I do hate jumping through those hoops, but I do want to show that I am capable of doing it, not only to them, but to myself. So, yeah. you know, I'll do it. And I think that that matters. And that's one thing that I want to, one goal. Uh, What's one goal for you? Um, I think one goal for me is to invest in myself um, and not think of it as a second thought. Like my priority should be investing in myself, whether that is through like professionally, like uh, going to trainings or paying for trainings, you know, Um, doing all these things, marketing and trying to, build or start my little you know practice uh with therapy and really not second guessing it and just being like yes invest in yourself but also invest myself mental health wise right health wise too like being more intentional with my actions having more purpose behind my actions because sometimes we're just all in autopilot you know and go 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 but there's no intentions behind it, you know? Um, so I do want to be more intentional with my life and just with my choices, right? Um, because I think that's the best thing you could do for yourself, right? I agree. And I, I think that uh, piggybacking off of that, one thing that I want to invest in is my body and my health. 
um, physical, mental. Um, I want to uh, work out more consistently. I want to um, play basketball better and practice <laughs> more and eat better, drink better. Um, you know what I mean? Just, just, just take care of my body better. Cause you know I'm 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 reaching them dirty thirties, <laughs> <laughs> and this quarantine and relationship weight is uh yeah yeah and I, on and I and I wanna I wanna really um, make sure that I put myself in a position where my practices become consistent. You know what I mean? Consistency yeah. has always been a difficult thing for me, but. I feel like with consistency, I will have better um, organization within my life. Yeah. And one thing that I've always struggled with as well is, or, is organization. So if I can be more consistent, I can be more organized and therefore I can grow more. <laughs> grow. That's like my favorite word. Um, I think. Yeah, it is. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, I think I you know saying going with what you said about you know investing in your health and stuff i think for me it's it's not hard to invest in my health i i do it because i've done it before but now for me it's something that's sustainable so back in like 2017 18 ish i was on a health kick and so i worked out like crazy (laughs) ate really well and lost a ton of weight but the thing is, it wasn't sustainable, right? Because I restricted and deprived myself of so many things that when I finally had it, of course, I'm going to gain some back, right? Um, and so that is my goal. Like good health, but sustainable health. Because sometimes you want that cookie. <laughs> sometimes you want to get those fries and that's okay. <laughs> it's not good. It's not. I don't think it's practical or realistic to limit yourself so much right so anything moderation balance balance is always like my mantra so yeah with health i think that's going to be mine for 2021 okay um and then um this might be the last part is uh (laughs) what do you uh want for the future of this podcast um, I think just more consistency, you yeah, know, yeah. I love doing this and it, we might sound a little rusty because <laughs> we haven't done it in a couple of months, but it's really fun to, to do a podcast, especially with someone I love mm-hmm. um, and I respect and really love his opinion and, you know, his uh, perspective on things and our conversations. And so I do want to be more consistent. At, I'm going to say at least one podcast a month, at least. Yes, yeah. we were we didn't even do that. <laughs> exactly. I agree. And I think that I also want to move over to um, a video format. Yeah. Of whether that like I think we're going to put it on YouTube and we'll do the Always Love Yours podcast on YouTube. And, you know, I think that I would really like to, um, you know, just go into diving into that and, and building a relationship with the community on that where they could comment and, you know, tell us what they think or what they like or you know add, add to the conversation so we could bring the audience more into the podcast yeah definitely and i'm sure we could at least meet the intention of doing it once a month <laughs> <laughs> definitely well um hey where can they find us they can find us at always love yours podcast on instagram yours, yours with, with a z, a z. And also, I'll always love yours podcast, yours with the Z at gmail.com. You guys could go ahead and, you know, 
check out our Instagram, follow, give us a like, or, you know, if you have anything that you need advice on or just have a thought or a comment, go ahead and email us or direct message us on our Instagram. Slide into them DMs, yo. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've been Jared. And I'm Krista. And this was the Always Always Love Yours podcast. Uh, Damn, we got that. Nice. (laughs) Why don't y'all enjoy your beginning to 2021 and tell us how you're going to always love yours.